Hello, Island and Rebecca on the nine. Um, we have a special guest, uh, you know, Hollywood style, uh, Hiram Travis. How's it, bro? How you doing, bro? What's up, brother? Man, glad glad to be on, man. How you doing? Good, man. Good, man. Um, uh, you know, we, uh, we talked a few uh, uh, talked about a few things earlier, and uh, you know, your story is a uh, uh, huge, and you know, you're such a, a motivator uh, in the community. Now, uh, how how I met Hiram was uh, um, uh, through my sister. Kiala, you know, and I think I met you at a few parties and stuff like that, but, uh, you know, me, I always worked, so I never really got out, got a chance to go and hang out, you know, so, um, but, um, you know, I, I saw you on the big screen, bro, you know what I mean, so uh, that's another thing, you know, you, you know, you're a celebrity as well, but, you know, Hiram, you know, you're living in California, but where are you originally from, bro? So I was, um, I'm in a suburb, uh, in, out, you know, just out, outskirts of L.A., L.A. County, uh, Gardena, California. Uh-huh. I was born and raised in L.A., um, but my parents, my parents are both Hawaiian. They're both from Hawaii. They moved to Gardena, uh, before I was born. So my mom's, my mom's family is from, uh, Oahu, like Waimanalo and Haula. Mm-hmm. And then my dad's family is in from, uh, it's a, it's a small town inside a Hilo big island uh, called Kilka. Oh, Kilka, yeah. Yeah. And that's where, that's where my dad's family's from. Um, so, but yeah, they, um, before I was born, they moved to the States and you know they, they, they you know they, they look for a better opportunity. You know what I mean, as far as off off the off the islands. Right. No, me uh, no uh, you know, uh, I was, you know, moving to California and uh, being Polynesian. Um, uh, how was that? You know, experience. You know, because a lot of people, uh, I'm 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 Popolo or, or black uh, when uh, or Mexican. Uh, you know, when I moved out to uh, Las Vegas, you know, back in the '80s, uh, what they what they receive you as like a Spanish or Latino, Latino. You know what? It, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't a bad transition for me. And the reason why I say that is because Gardena, it's, uh, it's, it's a city known for like a lot of Hawaiians, a lot of local folks. Okay. And my parents, um, you know, at, throughout the years as they lived in, in the city, you know, they, they, um, they were able to grow a lot of good relationships within the community, friends, family, and stuff like that. And, and a lot of local folks, they all gravitated toward each other. So, um, I was always raised around a lot of Hawaiian Samoans, Polynesians. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, you know, I mean, you know, I think for the most part, maybe, you know, they probably might, um, think of like maybe like Spanish or something, you know right, what I mean? Right, like, right, you right. know, yeah. Cause they, there wasn't at that time, there wasn't as much as there is now. Right. As far as the Islanders. Right. Right. And you know, uh, living in uh, what high school did you uh, graduate from? I went to North Torrance high school. North Torrance. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, cause, uh, you know, uh, I'm more familiar with the, the Carson side, I guess, you know, yeah. the village, you know, the village, you know, Carson Colts. <laughs> yep. and, I, 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 and, you, and you know the fam, so it's all good. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, but, uh, you know, the, obviously, you know, the expansion and the growth in uh, California, I've uh, seen it, uh, um, not say firsthand, but, uh, you know, when I go and visit, it's just, uh, it's like literally driving into Oahu, uh, into Hawaii, you know, <laughs> like literally, you know, yeah. driving in the streets and like, Wow, like everybody walking around, lava, lava, or they all, you know, walking slippers, you know, going to a, 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 one of those uh, local convenience stores, or, you know, big brother behind the, behind the counter. And I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and now, um, you know, living there and uh, kind of uh, just growing up in L.A., uh, um, do, you, do you ever uh, try to think of moving back to Hawaii or something like that? Or, you know, do you go back and visit sometimes? Or? You know, so the, so the good thing about when I was growing up, is my mom worked for United Airlines. Oh, wow. So uh, so we used to fly back at least like two, three times a year for family reunions. Mm-hmm. So even though I was, you know, even though I was born and raised here in L.A., we would always go back to Hawaii, spend time with the family, spend a few weeks over there. 
And so it worked out because, you know, like, you know, like uh, flight attendants, right? Not flight attendants, uh, like uh, airline employees, you know, they only have to pay like the taxes. So, you know, back in the day we used to fly, it was standby. Right, right. But, you know, it wasn't much at all. So we, we would always fly back home. You know, Hawaii, I, I, played, uh, I played a season of football over there at, at Hawaii in 2000, uh, 2000 2001 for UH, UH Manoa, right? right. The, the Warriors. And I lived out there. And, you know, I love, I love Hawaii. It's nice. But I think because I was born and raised in L.A., it's too slow of a living for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm definitely with you. I, you know, when you're accustomed to something that, uh, you know, things are a lot more, uh, like you say, upbeat. And uh, you know, so even in Vegas, you know, we're open 24-7. It's like you go back to Hawaii and, you know, things uh, close at 10 or 11. Or uh, if, you're not, if you're not at a house party, then, you know, you're literally kind of just looking at the stars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> now you, you said you played at UH uh, for uh, a season. Uh, um, was it uh, you know were you inspired to go to school and uh, you know get the? You know, yeah, get, you know get, I get wanted it. to um, you know you know the, the goals the goals and dreams was you know to uh, you know make it to the NFL and then so after North Torrance um, I went to junior college El Camino and then from there I was able to get a scholarship to UH. Um, had a little family issues. I'm going you know for my first year second year so I never made it back. Um, but you know, a lot of it had to do with, uh, you know, I, I, I tore my ACL. I got, I got injured right. uh, that year. So it was a year recovery and then, uh, I mean, compounded with some other stuff uh, to where I never made it back. So it was, uh, it was a fun experience. Making it to the NFL was one of my goals. It just, uh, just never worked out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but, uh, now you, you, you're on the uh, big screen, uh, so to say, and, uh, and you know, I, I, you know, you were referring to, I'm referring to the movie, you know, The Longest Shot with, uh, you know, Nelly, uh, Chris Rock, uh, you know, Adam Sandler. I mean, how'd you get in? I mean, living in LA, maybe it's a small town that, you know, or I don't know, how, how'd you get into that gig? Yeah, that's funny you say that, man. So uh, <laughs> a cousin of mine, uh, he comes by my house. You know, this was back, uh, I want to say it was like in 03, maybe when we did that. It was, it was, it was early 2000s. Right. And he comes over, he's like, hey, Hiram, man, hey, uh, let's go, let's go uh, try out for this uh, movie. And I was like, what movie is it? He was like, uh, it's an open casting call. It's for, they're going to do a remake of The Longest Yard. And I'm like, I was like, okay, cool. It, it, was, uh, it was only like 10 minutes away from the house. It was at a hotel. There was probably about six to 700 people. Wow. That, yeah, that showed up. And uh, after that, after that, after they interviewed that first round, then they called back around two, two, two to 300 people. They called back. Um, and we had to go meet at the, the StubHub Center, which is now it's a Dignity Health Park where the, the Chargers play at. Right. So they, hey, they called us back and said, hey, you need to report here on this date if you still want to, you know, have an active role in the film. Make sure you bring your football cleats. So they invite us back. And then we did all the football drills. You know, we did the 40, we did the shuttle, um, box jumps, all this stuff, right? Because they, they wanted to make sure that we know how to play football because, you know, those are the scenes, the football scenes right, right. we're going to be doing it. So. Uh, it went from that. I was I was one of about f- fifty people that was that was chosen to the movie. And the crazy thing about that is that my cousin who invited me to go to this open casting call, he he didn't even get he didn't even call back. <laughs> <laughs> so he yeah, so he got asked out. He didn't he didn't make it. So he was uh, he was he was low key hating, but it was it was it was funny how, how that whole story came about. So, but yeah, man, we did that movie. It was a good experience, bro. It, it was real good. You know, like. Uh, Adam Sandler, real down to earth cat. You know, he was. Um, there was me and two other Polynesian cats on the uh, that that were on the set, mm-hmm. and he comes up to us, 
because during so during lunch we had like top of the line craft service. So every every day for lunch we had uh, it was like buffet style, um, but we had three different kind of proteins and it was cooked a different way every day. So we had fish, chicken, and steak. Each day was prepared a different way, uh, and as well as like a lot of the, the side dishes. So we ate well. But then Adam Sandler, <laughs> probably like a week into filming this film, right, he comes up to us like, "Hey, man, you guys, uh, you guys Hawaiian?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm Hawaiian." I said, "My, my, my two boys are Samoan." And he was like, "Oh, you know, he's talking about when he did the movie The Fifty First Dates." Yeah, bro. Yeah. So I guess his cook, because he had he he traveled like his personal chef. Uh-huh. He was learning like stuff from like Sam Choi and some of the other, uh, you know, well-known like culinary chefs in Hawaii. So, he, he you know he was able to pick off some things from from uh, from the chefs back home, and he brought it and traveled with them. So he was like, "Hey, he was like, Hiram, you know what? You know, Friday. Friday was like in two days, right? He's like, Friday, I'm gonna have a spread for you guys. So for lunch, bro, this guy had Kalua pig, he had uh, he had ahi shoyu poke, and he had he had white rice. And I was like, bro, man, he's uh, Adam Sandler. Yeah, just like how he is in the film, he's in real life. Really." Yeah, so uh, it was a good experience. It was fun. It was in New Mexico. Uh, we filmed there for like a couple months, and uh, man, it was great because after that movie was uh, filmed, I, I I kept on getting residual from that movie like five, six, seven, eight years after. So <laughs> that's awesome. And yeah. I, you know, kind of working with Adam Sandler, and you know, um, and to uh, just hear uh, what you said, he's a, he's just a very personal guy. And then, um, do you say why he uh, he always uh, you know filmed the, in Hawaii? Did you ever see that? You know, a lot of his films are like out straight out of Hawaii, you know? And, yeah, and that's, that's, that's a good question, bro. I'm, I'm glad you asked. And uh, he said the reason why he does that, he said he loves the culture. He loves the people. That's awesome. He said everywhere, everywhere he goes, he feels he feels that aloha and um, and just, love, just loves that energy. So he said, like, you know, any chance that he would get, he would try to work, work, work it out with production to see if he could film out in Hawaii because he just loves the whole environment and the people. Oh, that's that's awesome. That's good to know because I always, you know, wonder why. Like, you know, this guy—he's always in Hawaii. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, yeah. and then you know, and his cast is you know always the same, but it's still it's funny movies that they turns out. Now, um, you know, from uh, from the movie set to uh, real life, I mean, uh, what, what do you do right now as a job? You know, I mean, that's a good question, brother. So, um, right now, um, I'm involved in financial services like full time. So. Um, prior, prior to so coronavirus, I was heavily involved in like the restaurant space. So, um, one, one of the avenues that I had is that I was, um, leasing out a restaurant space, the restaurant space that I was leasing out, I would also lease out to food vendors. So food vendors. So let me, let me take a step back. Last year, I created the very first Pacific Island food festival. Right. And it's called the South Bay food market. Um, I didn't want to call it the, uh, the Polynesian Food Festival because I didn't want to narrow down my market right. if other other ethnicities and people wanted to come in. But um, I had a few events last year. It went great. Um, the first one we did, you know, we were only anticipating to have about 500 people. And there was over 1,200. All the vendors sold out. Wow. Um, the second event, uh, we were, you know, anticipating, okay, maybe we'll do like 1,500 to 2,000 people. There was over 3,500 people that showed up. Um, and more, I added more vendors and a lot of them still sold out. Um, and the third one, shoot, was over 4,000 plus. So just looking to grow that. Um, one thing about that South Bay food market is, I think the one thing that stood out the most 
is majority of those uh, of the the vendors, they're all Pacific Islanders. So all my vendors are either Hawaiian, Samoan, Tongan. Uh, I had some Guamanians, some Filipinos. But I I also had a a Latino guy that that did like ceviche and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But the gist of it was was an island vibe. And, you know, I had had brought a nappy. Nappy came and played music. And it was a great setting. And, you know, the reason why I created that market, bro, is because there's a lot of good um, Polynesian cooks. They know how, like, you know, a lot of them know how to really get down. Yeah, get down. That's it, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, the challenge with with with, with uh, our people, I think, though, is sometimes they just don't know how to get in front of people. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, you have, like, backyard barbecues or, like, family reunions, and you have your know, uncles, aunties, cousins, relatives that could really just get down on, on the grill or whatever. So the reason behind creating the South Bay Food Market was to create a platform for our Polynesian uh, culinary chefs to showcase their skills. Mm-hmm. Because I think for the most part is if we can get, you know, if, if we get our, our people, if we can provide that platform for them to really showcase their food, right. you know, it's, it's going to cause a lot, it's going to create a lot of opportunities for them. Right. And that, that's, that's what it's done. It's kind of been like a domino effect because after I did those few events, a lot of those vendors, I mean, they were able to get like a lot of catering gigs. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, and a lot of those catering gigs were from people that never heard of them before, but they went to the food, uh, the food fest, a uh, food market. They got their information. They followed them on social media, and so now they're, you know, now they're, you know, they're able to generate a whole new customer base. Wow. And then also, you know, another reason why I created that market is because there's a lot of us cooks out there that once again kind of do like pops up at, pop ups at home. Mm-hmm. They're not sure if this concept would work, so. Um, uh, a part of that is, uh, you know, I bring in like new vendors that want to test the market. Not really sure if this is what they want to do, but hey, you know, come out, set up shop. You know, I'm, I'm gonna provide an audience a space, do your thing, and if you do well, then now you know you have you're on you're on onto something. And if you don't, at least you tried it. So, I did it with a couple of vendors that were kind of on the fence as real as you know if this is something they really wanted to do, and they knocked it out the park. And so, you know, I mean, this whole coronavirus obviously is as slowed down the food market space. Right. Um, but that's what I had going on last year as sanctions or no, as uh, cities ease up, I'm looking to, you know, re, uh, you know, launch open this year's very first South Bay food market. Um, I was in the process of opening up a cold brew coffee bar as well. So it was going to be the very first cold brew coffee bar in downtown LA. Mm-hmm. It was about, it's, no, it's about three blocks away from Staples Center, downtown Staples Center. And it was actually, uh, it's actually a friend of mine's project. And he was like, hire him. You know what? You want to come and manage it? Help us get it off the ground. Um, and, you know, as soon as we do, we got up other opportunities to open up these cold brew coffee bars. So, bam, right? That, that, went, into, um, that went into like a screeching halt because of the whole coronavirus. So it was a good thing because I always had uh, financial services in my back pocket. My back pocket. And um, so when this whole coronavirus happened, everybody's on, on quarantine, on lockdown. And so I started, you know, really shifting my focus towards financial services. So right now what I do and my business has been doing very well is right. I focus on, like a lot on life insurance, um, annuity, 401k rollovers, like long-term, long-term care, stuff like that. The beautiful thing about how I do business now is through Zoom. It's, through, it's, it's just like this. Right. So the traditional way where I would share the opportunity and to see if people wanted to if either they were open to opportunity or maybe they just saw value in like life insurance, the old school way 
was I would need either have to go meet them at their house or a Starbucks, or they have to come to the office. Right. But this this whole lockdown has been a blessing because, I mean, they could all I have to do is send them my Zoom link. It takes them about twenty five minutes just to hear out what I got to say, but they can do that from the comforts of their own home. Right. And for the most part, I know things are easing up now, but you know what? When 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 the uh, quarantine lockdown, you know, a few months ago when it was pretty thick, everybody couldn't go nowhere. So. They were like, okay, you know what, Hiram, send me the link, send me the link. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, so I use that to my advantage. The crazy thing was, uh, the co- you know, I'm, I'm, I'm breaking records in the company right now. So I'm, I'm bringing on hundreds of people by the month. Um, so with that company, man, I, you know, um, about 95, 90, 95% of the people who I'm bringing aboard are Pacific Islanders, Hawaiian, Samoan, Tongans, uh, Guamanians, but I also have other people as well. Right. It's just uh, I'm a big believer in helping out the community. And I, you know, I really want to like, for example, life insurance, right? Life insurance is something that our people need, you know, but it's a lot of time we wait till it's too late to get it. Mm-hmm. So, um, with leveraging technology, I'm able to grow a team out in Virginia, Florida, New Mexico, Seattle, Alaska, California, mm-hmm. Utah, Arizona, Us, Hawaii, Nevada, Nevada. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? I got one person. I, I got one person in Nevada. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just one so far. But I'm looking to open up that market as well. Um, and then uh, America Samoa. Wow. So the beautiful thing about once again is technology, because this is this is how I, I work right here. It's just it's all everything's through Zoom, everything's virtual. So my business has grown. Um, you know, uh, you know, I was I'll give you a little kind of a backstory, right? Is so I'm not sure if you're going to ask me this or if I jumped the gun, but no, no, do it, man. Let's go. Yeah. So you know, so you know, growing up, right? You know, I was raised in the even though I was raised in LA, you know, my parents are Hawaiian They're, you know, so I was raised in the typical traditional old school Hawaiian mentality, right? They, you know, my parents told me, Hey, go to school, get good grades, you know, mm-hmm. uh, get a degree, find a good job, right. you know, work for a good company, retire when you're 60. And I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. Right. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not sure. I'm not no, 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 no. You go ahead, man. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like in my head, right. This is me going through high school. I'm like, I was like, yeah, I say, you know, I, I, I don't see it. You know, I, I can't see myself slaving away for someone and, re- and you know, 40 years of my life and this retiring off of not much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was introduced to like entrepreneurship. You know, I read the, I read the book, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. 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 So that, that, that shifted my whole mentality. Right. And, and so, so that's why I, I ventured off onto entrepreneurship. And that's the biggest thing I think that our people, um, uh, lack is having that mind for entrepreneurship, but not only ha- lacking the, that that mind for entrepreneurship, I believe our people lack a lot of resources, a, lo- a lot of a lot of uh, leadership, you know, uh, role mentalities that people could look up to. Because, like I mentioned, bro, I I I, I couldn't see myself working for someone for forty years, you know, and, and retiring off of nothing. I mean, I'm looking at people on TV, and I'm like, okay, if that guy, if that guy is making a hundred thousand dollars a month, why can't I? You know what I mean? If he's making a million dollars a month, why can't I? You know what I mean? But then, you know what? A lot of his personal development, you know, a lot of it you find, a lot, you know, majority of those self-made millionaires, bro, they're just like, they came, they're just like us. Right. Normal, average, everyday people that sacrifice, that that put forth the time and effort to get better, to learn, to surround themselves with good people, um, to have mentors, and, and just to focus on building a business. You know, like, you know, like with Pacific Islanders, you know, I, I was guilty, you know, I, I was guilty, you know, years back. I think with, uh, 
you know, like Polynesian in general, we kind of get set, you know, kind of comfortable, you know, right. working in a nine to five. Yes. And then we, and we look forward to our, our Fridays, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. And then, you know, we, we suck them up Friday, Saturday. We, we're either hanging on Sunday or we're going to church. And then we're like, oh my gosh, here's Monday. Yep. You know what I mean? So we're dragging ass Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday. So it's like, it's like, bro, it's like we're zombies, man. It's like we're programmed to do the same thing over. But then those weekends, you know, I, you know, I, I, it took me a while to transition because that's how I saw my parents growing up. You know, I, I witnessed my weekends. We're at my house. My parents were playing music, Connie Capilla, right. uncles and aunties coming over, poo poo, had the food. They're drinking, sucking them up. And they did it like Friday and Saturday night. It was like, it was like clockwork. So growing <laughs> up, I was like, man, you know, that's my norm. You know what I mean? It's a good thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like shit. It's, it's, it's almost like our culture. Right. You know what I mean? Because every, every. Barbecue, yeah. grill, feet, food, people over the house. Uh, yeah. And then uh, ready to go back to work on Monday, hanging on Sunday. Uh, in yeah. church or not. <laughs> or something oh. like make, we don't make church. <laughs> I know, bro. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, man, it really took a, a, a uh, you know, a, a few role models and mentors to to really open it up to be like, you know what, there's more out there. You know what I mean? There's there's more out there than, than, than just working at the airport or there's more out there than just working at the refinery or mm -hmm. being a longshoreman. You know what I mean? Nothing wrong with that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, to each its own. Yeah. But, you know, but I was like, you know what? I don't want to do that. You know, so I, yeah, I went into entrepreneurship, you know, business. Now, bro, I failed at a lot of businesses. You know, I, I have a list <laughs> I wish you, brother. Of, I wish you. of stuff that I failed at. But you know what, though? I, I, I didn't give up, man. I'm still not giving up. You know what I mean? I'm still not where I want to be. I'm in a lot better position than I was years back. Um, but, bro, I think with our Polynesian people, they need, they need a lot of uh, inspiration. Um, they need a lot of role models. They need people to show them that there's other ways to support their family. Mm -hmm. And there's other lifestyles that they could choose to live instead of just going to work Monday through Friday, drinking Friday, Saturday, and kind of doing that whole cycle over again. You know, I mean, like I said, I was in that. I was stuck in it, but I, I had to remove myself from that. Yeah. Because for me personally, you know, I wanted, I, you know, I wanted, I want more for my family. You know, I, mean, I, I want to be able to just talk to my wife and kids and say, hey, man, what do you guys, what do you guys want to do? You guys want to go to Hawaii? Yeah, let's go to Hawaii. You want to go, you want to go to the Maldives? Yeah, let's go to Maldives. That's yeah, awesome. that is awesome. Yeah. Well, you, you talked about that. You know, it's just kind of changing that mindset. And uh, you know, for me, uh, you know, and we talked earlier that uh, you know, Polynesians, uh, we have a size for uh, security. You know what I mean? Or bouncers that were in the club, and um, and I don't fault anybody. I'm still in that business, but uh, in, in management now, and uh, you know, slowly uh, kind of. Uh, re-educating re myself uh, and uh, you know with this uh, pandemic uh, kind of gave a blessing to kind of pursue certain things and um, and now that's what that's what we're talking about this day uh, is that um, you know really talking with you um, you kind of uh, put that inspiration every morning you know when you talk and and um, you talk about the old school even though you grew up in LA and like for me I'm a mainland kid myself too and um, but uh, you still take it back, man, the way you were raised. You know, when you, uh, I think, commented on that you're in the gym or something and you heard, you know, purple raindrops, I was like, man, ding, hey, man, that's me, man. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's what we do here in Vegas. But, um, uh, you know, it's literally people like you kind of inspiring others to like, kind of open your eyes and then kind of move forward and, and dream big. And do not dream small, dream big. You know what I mean? Put the vision together and put it on a, uh, 
like I say, war board or whatever and say, you know what, a bucket list that you're going to accomplish. And yeah. now, now for you, it's like, you know, from uh, from football to, uh, you know, because that's the mentality too, right? We're all about football, right? Football, uh, you know, sports. Hey, now, you know, a lot of kids are getting, uh, now a lot of recruiters going to Hawaii and they're drafting, you know, some big boys and, yeah. they, and they go into the NFL. And, you know, uh, I love seeing that. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, your, um, your, your mind is like, wow, hey, you guys two inches on? But, uh, you know, I can show you something and uh, you inspire that uh, every morning, man. I mean, what, what do you get this inspiration? It's like, like you said, I think you wake up every day and like, yeah, I'm glad to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, bro? You know what? It's just every day we got to wake up every morning with a grateful heart, bro. You know I mean? If, if, you, if your eyes are waking up, no matter what else is going on, bro, you, there's something to be grateful for. And, you know, I, I've learned that. You know, once again, it's a, lot, a lot of it's personal development. A lot of it's reading. And, you know, you find out, even, you know, the Bible and stuff like that, but you you'll find out that there's, you know, there's always something to be grateful for. You know, like even, you know, this morning, you know, I, you know, I say my prayers every morning, you know what I mean? Like, like dear God, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that I have a, you know, a beautiful family. You know, I have a home, I have a car to get to and from. Um, this, this is a little thing. So I always look to pull out the, the, the good, you know what I mean? And, and, and be grateful and appreciative for that. And the reason why I do that, bro, is because when you wake up in the morning, what a lot of people normally do, when they're getting ready to go to work, or maybe just, they just wake up. Majority of people, they turn on the news. Yes. And you know what? There's nothing, you know, my, my mentor told me CNN stands for constantly negative news. And I, I learned that 15, 20 years ago. And, you know, I'm not knocking a network, you know, but that, that's just, you know, what, what he told me it stands for. But if you look at history and time, the news has always been the same. You know, the world's going to come to an end. We're getting, we're, you know, we're fighting in the Middle East. You know, we're, we're going over injustices in the States. Um, you know, every, every eight to 10 years, we're always going through recession. It, yeah. And, and then, so once you, once you, I guess you kind of realize that and kind of accept it for what it is, then you never, uh, you never buy into it. Like, so like, I, like I already knew what all this stuff going on. Like, I didn't know it was going to be a pandemic, but I knew we we're going to hit, we we're going to hit a recession. Right. You know what I mean? And then, and then, and then like, you know, once again, eight to 10 years from now, we're going to hit another recession. Who knows what it's going to be? It's not going to be the end of the world, but something's going to happen. So, you know, you, you catch yourself feeding into all this hoopla, oh my gosh, the end of the world, martial law, you know, you get caught up in all this stuff. And you know what? None of, you know what? None of that stuff's happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> None of that stuff's going on. You know what I mean? You know, they're talking about there's going to be, you know, millions of deaths, you know, and I want to say it's going to be 100,000 now. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, every, every life, you know, is, is precious. But as far as like, like the fear that, that media tries to depict in us, it's uh, I think it's bogus. So, I learned that once again. I learned that going way back that the news is always gonna be negative, and I choose to stay away from it. So that's why when people say, "Hey, man, hire him," I love your your, your negative, your your energy, your positive positivity on social media. How do you do it? I said, "Bro, I just don't pay attention to that." A lot of the stuff, you know, we can't control. You know what I'm saying, Mer? Yeah. But but what, we, what what I can control is how I wake up in the morning, and how I'm, how I'm gonna decide to attack my day where I'm going to share my energy and my love and continue to, and continue to push. So that, that, that's why I wake up every morning, but I wake up every morning, I do my little workouts and then I'm just, I'm thankful. I'm grateful. Like, you know, you're talking about purple raindrops, you know, I, I was, I was working out that song came on and it triggered a memory and it was a good memory. You know, my, my dad passed away last year. Yeah. It was, my dad passed away last year. Right. But those memories, I remember every time my aunties and uncles would come over they drink, they play music, Purple Raindrops, Oliver Kelly would come on, right. and they're all singing. 
That's it. And you know what? That's that's a good, fuzzy, warm memory in my heart. So when I shared that, I was like, you know what? Ah, everyone's going to post all this hoopla and this nonsense on social media. Right. Bro, this is what I'm going to provide today. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm thankful for this memory. You know? <laughs> and and that, that, I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's that's what I look to do, bro, is... Um, if you look on social media, there's a lot of noise. Yes, a lot of noise. I mean, even with, yeah, even with the, uh, you know, uh, obviously the protests and all that stuff and, you know, uh, you know, a lot of negativity in the world. And uh, what we try to provide here is just, you know, that calm, soothing music, like you said, Purple Raindrops, it takes you to that happy place. Um, but yet, you know, when you see news, uh, you know, in L.A. and, uh, you know, got you and then, you know, uh, you know a lot of family living out there, uh, Man, it's crazy. But, uh, you know, to myself, I was like, you know, a lot of that could have been the bypass if they uh, hired a whole bunch of Polynesians to hang out with the police. <laughs> well, you know what? You know, that that's that's the beautiful thing about our people, right? Our <laughs> Polynesian people. Because I, I know you mentioned it as far as, like, Polynesians in the security business. Yeah. And you know what? We're Naturally, we're built for that. Because not, not, not only are our stature and size, for one, but also, two because we're very respectful. You know, that's the way we were raised. You know, did, you know, you don't come across a lot of us as, as assholes, you know, in, in um, um, out, out there, out there in the world, for the most part, we're very respectful. And so when you have security, it's so when you have someone who, who has size on them, on the, on, on the, on the, on the uh, other end, they're very respectful. But then on the third aspect of that is that they don't shy away from confrontation and fights. I mean, that's just, it, it, it's kind of weird, but that's just how Polynesians were, were, were raised. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, you know, we, we, we you know, we, we might've got beat up by, a got, got some lickings from the parents a few times, or we went to family functions, aunties and uncles drank too much, ended up fighting. Or, you know, shoot, man. I, you know what? I, 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 you know what? I still go to like J-Boog concerts and Fiji concerts and there's still fights, but, <laughs> but you know what though? It's, it's, it's just, it's just, you know, it's just programmed with us. So. You know, that, 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 if I'm, if I'm an, an employee looking to employ, um, as an employer, like Pacific Islanders or no, in general, general. A Pacific Islander would fit my, my category. Right. Because yeah. all, all, all the stuff, all the, all the bullet points you just kind of, um, uh, you talked about, um, but you told them the, the story that you kind of just told me that, uh, you know, a big uh, corporation, uh, Nike, you share that story. I did not even know. I just I saw a little, uh, you know, a little frame uh, on a uh, social media thing. I was like, well, I was laughing my ass off. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll touch base on that. Is um, a friend, you know, it's, it's a friend of the family, and so he is uh, he's um, LA County Sheriff. He has an agreement with Nike, so he he does. Uh, he's like a police chief. He, he's way up there with the sheriff's department but he has his own security company on the side and they do a lot of private events for Nike. So when every time Nike's in town, they, they have these ex- exclusive events. If you, you know, if you ever go to one, all, all the, um, the security is all Polynesians, Samoans, Tongans, maybe some Hawaiians. Um, but what happened was, is they reached out to, to my understanding is that they reached out, uh, to, you know, to this guy, you know, as a friend, and they asked, you know, if he if he could, they'll pay, you know, to to secure the Nike outlets. And so it was one was in Long Beach, which is not about 15 minutes from where I stay. Uh, the other was in Santa Monica. The other one was, I think, it was East LA. Another one was like in Seattle. So pretty much all along the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And so they hired all all these all these uh, all these Polynesians to stand right in front of the the Nike stores during this whole um, rioting thing going on during during this whole you know uh, Black Lives Matter stuff, right? right. So. 
it's funny because out of all the stores that got looted, like Adidas got looted, um, Fila, Reebok, uh, all kind of clothing stores got looted, but none of the Nike stores got touched. <laughs> so <laughs> Nike, Nike, Nike knew what they were doing. Right. Uh, like I said, I caught a, a tail end of uh, one of the, somebody uh, kind of posted. It's like, hey, man, let's get the Nike store on. He's like, are you crazy? It's a bunch of fucking Samoans, kid. <laughs> you know? I ain't going yeah. over there. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. But they're deep. They're, deep. At least, uh, they're at least like a dozen deep in front of the stores. Right. And I think it's like, you know, size doesn't, um, size of obviously uh, intimidation. But uh, I think I see uh, some people kind of approach them and they just tell, you know what, relax because. You don't want to make me mad, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's that's exactly what it is. You know, it go, goes back to be like kind of being respectful. So you know, right. even though the person you're looking across is, is you know is looting stores, but they see you, you just acknowledge them. Be like, hey, what's up, bro? You know. Yeah. And they they, they already know the deal. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, uh, well, with uh, well, with all this stuff you're doing, and uh, obviously. Uh, uh, you know, just the inspiration thing, the videos uh, on Facebook, uh, you know, uh, to help people uh, kind of understand that, you know, your perspective on life. Hey, man, take it, uh, take it easy, man. Just chill, man. You know, there's nothing to uh, get mad or hate about. Uh, but, uh, you know, what are you trying to do in, in the near future? I mean, I, I know you're trying to build, a, uh, you know, a platform like uh, South Bay uh, Market. Um, uh, well, what do you, you want to expand or you, uh, we had this little talk, but uh, I see, I see a lot, you know, coming. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one of the avenues. So the South Bay food market, that's going to be like my community project. I don't I don't plan to get rich off of that. You know, what I, mean? I mean, if I could just grow that platform to allow more Pacific Island cooks to be able to showcase their food on that, I'm totally fine. That So that, that's that's what I call back. I'm giving back to my people because right. once again, I'm not going to make I'm, I'm not going to make a, you know, a, a killing off that. Right. Um, business wise, um, I'm looking to open up 10 offices. Uh, nationwide, you know, financial services offices uh, within the near future, you know, hopefully within the next, within the five, within five years. And then the, the bigger goal is I want to be able to, um, we're going to create like a, like a, a funding group. And so you might, you might have seen it. I know like, um, you might see like Jay-Z and like P. Diddy, right? They call it like black excellence, you know, and, and what, what, you know, what their, what their, um, what their capital group, what it is, is they invested a lot of money into this one capital group, but what they're doing is they're helping to um, privately fund black owned businesses. Wow. So I want to create, or I will create um, our Pacific Island version. So, you know, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a lot of, a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and successful business owners to, uh, to contribute to this fund. Yeah. You know, and um, what we're going to do is we're going to sell finance our, our poly owned businesses. So if you have a business, have a business plan, what well, you know, what kind of capital are you looking for? What kind of returns, X, Y, and Z. Right. And instead of them having to go to a bank and deal with, you know, deal with the unfair, you know, qualifications. Yes. That they could come to us because we are the people and we'll help, we'll help fund you because at the end of the day, we want to see, we want to see you win. So, you know, probably, I mean, the goal is like, well, on that is like to raise at least, like, at least, at least like 15 million. Mm-hmm. So I don't see that being a problem with the next few years, but you know, having that capital reserve. So if you want to open a business, okay, Emery, what's your business plan? You know, what's your financial analysis? Where you see yourself out five to 10 years from now, X, Y, and Z. Okay. Boom. Here's what we can do. You know, we'll go ahead and give you $200,000. You know, here's a couple options as far as to pay it back. But once again, we're helping our people out. Right. 
Yeah, and instead, instead of you paying interest to Wells Fargo, I mean, you're gonna be gonna pay it to us. You know what I mean? So it's 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 a, it's a win win. Yeah, you pay it back, and then uh, hopefully uh, you can inspire other people to, uh, you know, as a business owner, if you if you uh, you know literally uh, accomplish uh, and succeed, um, yeah, you can help other people and become that mentor, like you said. Uh, you know what you're doing is creating this fund and this um, sort of say uh, a directory of. Uh, uh, of mentors put together and literally take yeah. the, what does that show uh, Shark Tank or whatever yeah. and, and put your minds together just to make sure that somebody can you know succeed in life not, not just in business but in life in general yeah and, and you can better other people's uh, better other people or even the, you know even young kids coming up you know they can look up to you yeah hundred percent bro we, we you know the, the goal the goal is just, just want to create enough avenues and platforms for our people once again right. Man, you know what? It's just, it's just a breath of fresh air, man. To uh, you know, hear from a, another Polynesian brother to, uh, that has a, a focus and a, and a vision, and uh, and trying to uh, you know follow it and uh, hopefully get the the help and the backing of the community. Um, you're already in the in the right direction uh, with uh, your festival. I, I see uh, a lot of things happening. That even though you know both of us are paths will cross, and uh, we can do uh, do things together and uh, kind of build on uh, on your dream as well as mine is too. So um, yeah, to make this world a better place. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, yeah, man. So uh, no, I'd like to thank you. Uh, you know, taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, talk to me, and I'm um, I'm sure uh, we're uh, we're not going to stop talking after this. And um, I, I just see I see a lot that uh, we can uh, kind of work together on. Um, but uh, how do uh, what's the Facebook they can get a hold? Of? We're going to get this inspiration. You should go on the, this uh, new social media TikTok and create a a visionary uh, uh, a visual inspiration thing. You know, because they only allow I think thirty seconds. It's one of my kids are they doing these days is a TikTok thing, and I got in. You know, I only I probably only get two friends on that thing because I don't know how to use it. So you know, but um, for you, man, I definitely uh, I could see a a blessing channel. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I, I never, I never created TikTok yet, but my Facebook is a, you know, facebook.com uh, forward slash Hiram Travis, H I R A M T R A V I S. My Instagram, I have a lot more followers. My my Facebook is a little more private because yeah, yeah. my account is private, right? Um, but my my public forum is Instagram, so it's uh, Mr. Aloha. It's M I S T E R underscore underscore Aloha. So I have a lot more followers on that. Um, yeah, but man, feel free to share. Feel free to follow, right. and bro, man, we got we got a lot of work to do, man. It's um, you know, even though we're this whole pandemic and things are, are slowly lifting, right? You know, there's still a lot of opportunity for us. Yeah, a lot uh, of opportunity to, and, to uh, help out. Yeah, and hopefully uh, everybody stays safe and don't get sick. You know, even though people act going out there still partying and doing their thing, uh, there is still a virus. Out there, you know what I mean? <laughs> you gotta be my egg. Yeah, you're right. You gotta be mindful of that. Don't be scared of it, but you just gotta be mindful of it. Yeah, exactly. exactly.